Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley. I remember my name after that exciting victory. Uh, I'm here with Matt Stevens, the Illini guy's staff writer who is covering the football team. And we are in the post-victory um, haze of the 30-28 to 28 win over the Toledo Rockets. The Illini had their moments uh, where they looked very bad. They had their moments where they looked very good. Um, Matt, you've just got down from uh, or gotten up back into the press box from talking with the players and the coaches. What are your thoughts? I think Illinois has got a guy at quarterback. That's my first thought. Um, I think his first career, he has started Ole Miss, um, but his first career started Illinois, probably his first significant start knowing he was the guy. Um, went about as well as it could go, except for one pass that down the middle that got picked off in the triple coverage. He'd love to have that one back, but overall in a day where, you know, Luke Altmeyer goes 18 to 26 for 211, two touchdowns, leads the team in rushing with 69 yards um, on the ground. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, you're, you know, down, you're down a point and this is your final drive. And and he is cool as a cucumber. And Brett, Brett Bielema talked about it. He was calm. He was cool. He was collected. He was just, you know, had the right demeanor to lead him down the field and allow Caleb Griffin to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, I think they got a guy. I think there was a lot of hand-wringing about what Illinois was going to do at quarterback once Tommy DeVito walked out the door. Um, I think their transfer portal uh, acquisition did a really, really good job, and I think Luke's going to get better. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of things that need to get corrected in a very, very short amount of time before they go to Kansas. But um, – the one positive is uh, I think they can trust the guy that they have, you know, taking snaps at quarterback. And that's definitely something you can check off the box of maybe a concern this fan base had before tonight that that they weren't real sure what Luke Altmeyer's transition was going to be and what his uh, level of play was going to be and in, in, in with not having as much experience coming from Ole Miss. And I, I think that that got answered in a big, big way tonight. Yeah, I think basically Luke Altmeyer really reminded me of uh, an 80s Illini quarterback. He hit people in the hands, in stride, and he hit them when he was getting hit. I think your point on he had one pass he would take back, that was accurate, hit his defender right in the hands. Um, but nonetheless, not where you want to, not where you want to do that. You know, uh, a couple things that came out of this game, you know, as we were sitting as a group, the Illini guys sit in a row. We have Matt, Brad, uh, Larry, myself, and Ked. And the biggest topic of discussion was that there were there were key plays that the law firm, Newton and Randolph, were standing next to Brett Bielma versus being uh, out on the field rushing the passer. And, and it was a common, you, we could even hear the murmurs, uh, other rows above us. Many people had the same question. Um, what was the answer as to why they weren't out there? Uh, quote, I, I mean, not every play, but why weren't they out there a little more often? To paraphrase Brett Bielema, that was the plan all along between him and Terrence Jameson. I, I don't buy it. I, I mean, in the same, I, I guess in one answer before, he said that there were a lot of players on defense that didn't play well tonight. And so I'm wondering if they were trying to find combinations that were going to do what they were told, which is, you know, keep Daquan Finn in the pocket. Um, because we all know that he they he was able to break containment. And when he was able to do that, 
Toledo had big plays and they ended up probably getting a scorer off of, off of those big plays. Once he got, they were not, Illinois was not able to set the edge at all on defense the whole right. night. And I the agree. whole point was keep him in the pocket because if you can keep him in the pocket, there was a point where, um, you know, I think he was completing about 33% of his passes and Illinois was able to get off the field because Dequan Quinn became a drop back passer. And that's not what Toledo wants him to be. That's what exactly what Illinois wanted him to be. Um, yeah, but to your point, Mike, I think the most intriguing part of my film review that's going to come out on Saturday after or Sunday afternoon is going to be the snap count totals of the defense because I I don't know if Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph have played a low, lower amount of snaps in the last year and a half and when they've been healthy and and, and I don't understand it I, I I don't I quite frankly um the skeptic brain in me doesn't buy this argument out of Brett Bielema I I think he was trying to find combinations that were going to play well in the moment. And at times, Johnny Newton and Keith Randolph weren't doing that. My issue, I halfway, I mean, I halfway thought about asking Brett Bielema if they were sick, if they were, you know, ill, and you were trying to limit their snaps on an 85-degree night in Champaign-Urbana in early September because they might have been ill. Um, but they wanted to get Bryce Brown on, you know, Bryce Barnes on the field. They wanted to get Sedaris uh, O'Connell on the field. They wanted to play both of their nose tackles. Darnell Daxon got the start, and then T. Ry Edwards got you know a whole bunch of snaps as well. They were trying to find some sort of combination of guys that were going to play and do what they were asked. And even in that final drive, your freshman All-American Gabe Yakis gets a 15-yard personal foul roughing the passer penalty, and and that cost them a score. That could have cost them cost them the game. So they had a whole bunch of guys that are supposed to be the stalwarts of this front seven. I not play a whole lot and not play very well. And, and that's, that's concerning going into a game where um, no matter who, like Brett Bielema said, no matter who's at quarterback, you know, next Friday in, in Lawrence, Kansas, they're going to have to do the same kind of game plan and do it a heck of a lot better. Um, because Kansas, when you don't get containment on them can put a hurting on people offensively, like they did at the beginning of last season, especially if that big 12 player of the year is, behind center uh, he did not play the other night when they beat Missouri State but if he's if he's back there he can be really dangerous for this defense and I I, I thought um quite frankly Brett Bielema and Terrence Jameson and Aaron Henry in a second game call on the defense um were desperately trying to find things from guys that they had thought they could trust um in this defense and they, they just didn't play very well tonight so in in looking at what we saw on the offensive side of the ball uh, Luke Altmeyer again, as you said, fantastic night, uh, 18 for 26, led the lead, led, led the team in rushing yards. Was there any discussion on the uh, line play as Illinois didn't run the ball probably as effectively as what Brett Bielma would want to do? I think at the line of scrimmage, Illinois got whipped. I mean, both sides. Defensive line, I think, got whipped, and the offensive line got whipped most of the night. And I think the only saving grace was on the final drive when they needed to, you know, basically kind of shore this game up and get close enough for Caleb Griffin to feel comfortable to play for the Caleb Griffin field goal, which I still would not have done. I would not have put it on that young man's right foot, but they were able to run the ball effectively to get it closer to make it a 29 yard field goal that Caleb Griffin should make. So they, you know, Luke Allmeyer talked about once we got past about the 35, we knew we could run it and get it a really get it close enough for Caleb to feel really good about being able to make it. Um, they did that. I thought, I thought there were big plays in the run game that Reggie Love were able, was able to get. Um, the problem is, is that they weren't able to get a whole bunch of their 
you know, I would say, you know, zone read inside the tackle plays, um, they weren't very effective on it. And, and I, 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 look, I, I mean, to give you the coach speak, but I've got to go watch this game and see you know, what they were trying to do from an offensive standpoint, from a blocking standpoint that just didn't go well, because there were times that Toledo just got in the gap and made sure that Josh McCray wasn't going to go anywhere tonight. And I thought when, when Reggie got outside, maybe that tackle box and got into the second level, he was able to make some plays, but no, you're going to have to run the ball a heck of a lot better. And Luke Altmyer cannot be your leading rusher and, and beat everybody that you're going to have to beat in the Big Ten. That's not going to be able to – that's not going to be a formula that works. What I do think can work, though, and what you saw a little bit is, um, you know, number nine can do it with his feet when he has to. And if so if you're going to do that jet sweep stuff, um, you know, jet sweep action – there's a lot of people that are going to go with Isaiah Williams on that jet sweep action. And I think tonight Toledo got caught, not, not paying attention to number nine and he beat him. He beat him for 10 yards of carry. So um, I think that there's a lot to be said for that, but I, I, I agree. I, there were, and again, look, there were offensive line, you know, injuries. Cy Chrysler goes down. I'm not sure he came back. I don't think it's a significant injury, but he did not come back when he goes down. Isaiah, Isaiah Adams has to go out to right tackle. Okay. Then he rolls it down, and suddenly now your class of 2021 offensive line is out there because then you had Get Getsky at guard, and you had or sorry you had Getsky at tackling, you had Barlev at guard, and so suddenly now you had a whole you, you're now down to your seventh and eighth offensive lineman real quick in this game, and you know they're going to have to find you know line combinations or or rep it a heck of a lot better in a short amount of time to run the ball more effectively against Kansas. I think. Um, the biggest concern coming out of this game is that I think on, on, at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball for most of the game, they got whipped. And that's why Illinois was down two scores at one point in the second half of this game. So two plays were loomed really large over the game. Uh, obviously, Miles Scott's pick six mm -hmm. kind of changed the dynamic of the game. And then an incredible uh, hit by uh, uh, that was taken by uh, Luke Altmeyer. He somehow managed to get off a beautiful pass. And then Casey Washington did nothing but by sheer force of will outfought the defender to catch the pass. Those two plays really kind of, uh, you know, pivoted the game for the Illini. What were your thoughts on those plays and what they meant? I've been this staff has been talking about Miles Scott since he moved to safety in the spring. And, and they've been talking about Miles Scott in the same way that they talked. They talked about Quan Martin, in the same way that they talked about Sidney Brown. I'm not saying he's at that level yet, but they're talking about him in the way that that guy could play in the NFL when it's all said and done here in Champaign. Um, the the Mike the play that he had the pick six on was really really impressive. But he made a play in the first quarter where I thought he ran at least 35 yards. Um, you know, sideways down, uh, and, and made a play on the ball to get a deflection um, where he absolutely read the quarterback and read, read the wide receiver in the way that he was playing offense two years ago in order to make that play. This is why I question when Matthew Bailey gets healthy. I mean, you might play him over Clayton Bush and Demetrius Hill at the strong side spot, but I don't think Miles Scott's going anywhere. And so this idea that you're just going to plug Matt Bailey back in and Miles Scott's going to have to go sit down is just not computing to everything I've heard in, this, in, in fall camp. You know, Aaron Henry loves him to death. And Aaron Henry primarily now, just like Walt did last year with this defense, works with the safeties. And he's been trying to get Miles Scott um, at a level that, that I think he presented himself to tonight. 
the the play to Casey Washington is funny because Luke literally says, I had no idea that if he caught it or not, because I was on my I was on my back. And um quite frankly, he just kind of put it up there and he says it was a prayer. And I needed Casey Washington to go make a play on the football. Mike, this is why when people talk to me about when is Malik Elzey going to get on the field a whole bunch? When is Canary Wiltshire going to get on the field a whole bunch at the wide receiver spot? And I keep telling you, one, George McDonald is the wide receivers coach here at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And two, this staff loves Casey Washington. So it might take some time. Um, you know, I have this argument with Kendrick Prince all the time. I don't think Malik Elzey is going to get on the field as long as Casey Washington is trusted as much as I think he is. And when he makes plays like he did like that tonight, that just it solidifies George McDonald's. You know, George McDonald was a big part of why Casey Washington's even here. He, he Casey Washington wanted to transfer to Wake Forest, enrolled at Wake Forest, and then finally came back and got the NCAA waiver to come back to, to Illinois. And that was all done because George McDonald campaigned, stood on a table and pounded the table to his head coach, Brett Bielema, and said, we need to bring this kid back. Um, and, or Casey Washington wouldn't be here. And you're talking about somebody that this coaching staff loves, they trust, and in a big moment like that, guess what? Your quarterback, who I think is a difference maker now here at Illinois, he loves and trusts him too. So there isn't anybody I think that that Luke Altmaier wants on the field in terms of a wide receiver set other than Pat Bryant, Casey Washington, and, and Isaiah Williams. So you're going to see a whole bunch of 13, 1, and 14 um, in, in, in Illinois' uh, primary set. I think a lot. And I think that you're going to have to wait on these freshmen because I think these older guys have, have, have made a statement tonight. You know, Pat Bryant has six catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns. And Brett Bielen is talking about NFL guys may want to take a look at him, even though he has a year left after this year of eligibility. Isaiah Williams, we all know what he is. And Casey Washington has, has four catches for 54 yards, but they were all big. Mike, you go back and you look, they were all third down catches where you need to move the chains Let's just throw it to Casey, and he's going to fight for that football. So um, that was a play, Mike, that I thought epitomized everything that Casey Washington is about, which is grit, tough. I'm sorry, but not to you know, solidify what Brett Bielo talks about, but tough, smart, and dependable. Like, go make a play on a football that is a 50-50 ball. Casey Washington went and made a play, and, and Illinois is able to sneak out a two-point win because Casey Washington is a veteran and knows how to go up and get a football that, quite frankly, was just kind of thrown up by Luke Altmaier on a prayer. Otherwise, he was going to get sacked. So another question that comes to mind here is, you know, Illinois had 10 penalties, gave up an amazing six first downs uh, due to penalties, uh -huh. almost in theory with uh, Illini guy's very own Gabe Yakis almost lost the game on a penalty. Correct. Um, what was the analysis that Coach B had on the penalty situation? Is there any – reason that this is going on um i'm sure he had an opinion brain part i mean i know a lot of fans are going to want to say hey the zebras screwed us again or charlie's tried to i don't i don't feel that way and your third year head coach doesn't feel that way now he went into halftime and said hey here's the penalty discrepancy between us and them like can we even it out and i think he got what he wanted coming out of half from the penalty situation. And then his players just brain farted again. Like, and I'm sorry, but you know, your two time captain can't get personal foul penalties like Tyreek Barnes did. I mean, that, that, I mean, that allows a drive to continue and they, Toledo goes down and gets a field goal and makes it seven, three. Okay. 
Um, Gabe Yakis, yeah, you can't touch the quarterback there. There was no reason to do it. I was on the field when it happened. There was no reason to do it. And um, that's a young player that, you know, had a brain fart in a big moment. And you have to expect that out of somebody who still isn't 20 years old, um, like Gabe is. He's a very, very young kid, even though he looks like he ought to be in the NFL right now. Um, so um, Brett Bielema will go in tonight probably and they will certainly have a meeting tomorrow as a team and go through you know their football 101 which is here's how you guys tried to lose this football game the thing that Brett Bielema talked about the minute he got here in Champaign Mike was that um here's how teams usually lose a football game well Illinois tried practically everything they could to replicate everything Brett Bielema taught 2021 team about how here's how you can lose football games here's how you've been losing football games like forever okay at least in the entire minute of your eligibility um illinois tried to do that again tonight and um there's been a lot of comparisons among my colleagues and i don't disagree with any of it about how this game kind of played out in a similar way to the indiana game last year um except illinois won and oh and that on that night and they were oh and one on the night last year in bloomington so they figured out a way to win, but they tried to give it to Toledo as much as they could. And when they did, to to Toledo's credit, who I think it's going to take something special for somebody in the Mid-American Conference to beat them, quite yeah, frankly. I agree. Um, they, they pounced on every time that Illinois had a brain fart and tried to give them points. And that's how you come into Champaign and you beat a power conference team. Um, Toledo is very, very well coached. I promise everybody, I think Illinois is pretty well coached too, but I don't know what happened tonight other than to just say, hey, they brain farted their way into double digit penalties and a lot of mistakes that could have cost them this football game. And is, is that something that Big Ten referees are going to see? And No, I don't think that that's, I don't think they're going to look at this and go, that's who, who Illinois is. Okay. Um, quite frankly, because I think Illinois last year, Mike, won a lot of games that teams brain farted on them you know especially early on right? right um so i will tell you that that i think illinois has a lot of coaching moments to to pick over in a two in a two-point win and you know i think that brett bielema is really gonna like uh, look it, it's in my column that's on the line i guys right now brett bielema is gonna chew his guys out after a two-point win and but it's gonna be fun like that meeting is going to be enjoyable and it's going to be fun. Okay. You think Ryan Walters is having any fun in West Lafayette right now, because his team did a whole bunch of stuff mentally and, and that, that just doesn't compute to what I know Ryan Walters can, is as a coach, right? He ain't having any fun in West Lafayette right now. Okay. Um, there's, there's a couple of coaches nationwide right now at power five schools at power conference schools that are going to have a really awkward Sunday meeting because their guys you know, brain farted their way out of a, out of a win. And like I said, Illinois tried to do that tonight, but in the big moment, you had guys like Luke Altmyer and Casey Washington and Caleb Griffin that were able to put, put this one away and at least get you to want to know before you go to Fort Lawrence, Kansas on Friday night. Well, one uh, final note, sure. I guess. Um, Hugh Robertson, uh, nice night, averaged 44 yards a punt. Yep got his traditional at least one inside the 20 um, had a couple of those punts were big situations and got much better results than he did. Let's say it uh, a couple times last year. I credit that. And then Mike, I look at kick return. 
where I thought Illinois did a really, really good job. You saw guys like Matt Prasidich, Tyler Strain before he got the concussion tonight. Um, Robbie Disher is doing some really cool things as the first year special teams coordinator. I think there's a lot to be said for Hugh just getting out of his own head and having his entire, you know, setup, drop, kick, totally revamped by Sean Snyder last year. And I think he's, Sean, uh, Robbie has been able to go to Hugh and say, look, how do you want to do this? Let's get you back into the right mental space to do this. So you're not kicking it into the butt of your up man, because you're totally out of whack mentally. And, and I think that, he, that there's been a lot, you know, that, that Robbie has, has done with him that has, that's been really, really good. I thought, uh, you know, I thought, again, I thought kick return was really good because, you know, they're, they're able to use, Illinois is able to use its speed on kick return. Robbie Disher is able to figure out a way to do that. Um, Matt Krasich had, had some really, really good plays there. And I thought special teams wise, again, I'll just say it. I would not have put it on the right foot of Caleb Griffin in that late drive. I would have tried to score a touchdown. And for this group to have as much confidence in that, you know, sixth year guy from Danville to put that through the uprights, to quote Luke Altmeyer, I knew he had it. I knew he had it. That's how they feel about Caleb. And quite frankly, Mike, I think there were a lot of fans that felt like, is there a kicker battle in fall camp between him and David Alano? David Alano is going to be special here at Illinois. They've had really good kickers go to the NFL. I think David's going to be one of them. But Caleb Griffin is somebody that this team, again, trusts, and they know that he can get the job done. So I felt like, Mike, from a special team standpoint, Illinois was pretty flawless tonight and, and was a huge reason why they were able to kind of get this victory because if you take all three phases of this game, I think the only one that Illinois really dominated was special teams, and they've got a first-year guy and a first-game guy and Robbie Disher. That, that has come in and really solidified that that phase of the football game. Uh, one, I guess one final, final sure. comment is I I remember you had said that the team was very confident in Luke Altmeyer at quarterback. It, to me, uh, speaking to people at the Illinois guys tailgate, I talked about your, your comment and it seemed to me that that faith was demonstrated why they feel that way by Luke Altmeyer's performance tonight. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on, you know, what you heard before the game compared to what you saw during the game? Luke, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll put it to you like this. I think there were a lot, there was a lot of consternation in the summer months about what is Illinois going to do at quarterback? I know they brought in Luke Altmeyer. What are they going to do at quarterback? Because Tommy DeVito was so special last year and he had a career year at Illinois. And I'll be very honest with you. Luke and, Tom, Luke and Tommy DeVito are about as different as I've ever seen out of two people that play the same position mentality, mentality wise. Um, I know Luke Altmeyer, and, and what I mean by that is, is like, I, I looked, I lived in Starkville for six years. I know his dad. I know Chad. Okay. Chad's been the orthopedic surgeon for Mississippi State football and athletics for the time that I was covering Mississippi State. Luke was brought up by two really good people in Chad and Betsy Altmeyer. And, and I'm not trying to get real, you know, you know, Dr. Phil and everybody here, but the fact that you can be down a point and you know that this is your last drive, and this is the first game you've ever started. And here at Illinois, and you don't know what this environment's going to be like, and you have no idea. You've got, you know, 
40, 50 people that drove up from Starkville, Mississippi to watch your first ever career start, full start at Illinois. Um, you're, you haven't seen your girlfriend in nine months and she drives up to see your this game. Um, Luke knew this was going to be a very emotional day and it was going to be a very, very taxing day for him, you know, emotionally and probably mentally. You didn't see that. Not, not, not unless you knew everything that was going on outside of Luke Altmaier. If you'd have looked at Luke Altmaier on that last drive, I mean, I don't mean to Dr. Phil this, but Brett Bielema said that he looked, he looked at me, he winked at me and said, I got this. We're good. And that kind of demeanor is exactly what this Illinois team needs. And, and I, I, I go back to a story and Mike, you might appreciate this of, um, you know, that, that 49ers Bengals Super Bowl where Joe Montana gets in the huddle on that final drive of that Super Bowl where he let him down the field and throws the touchdown pass to John Taylor, right? Before they start that drive, he looks over at his, at his right guard and he says, and he points to the other end zone and he says, is that John Candy eating popcorn? He says, I can't believe John Candy is here. And in that moment, it's the Super Bowl and he's wondering about if that's John Candy eating popcorn in the, in, in the far end zone. Luke Altmaier kind of has that, way about him of guys it's going to be all right like I got this you know don't worry about me just do your job and there's this calmness of if I throw the ball if I throw an arm punt practically into double coverage to Casey Washington because I have so much faith in Casey Washington and because I go Every Sunday I go to church with Casey Washington and every, you know, every so often we go eat lunch together and, and we hang out together. Casey's going to make that play for me. And that's the kind of impression that Luke Altmaier has been able to give this team in the very short amount of months that he's been here. He got here in January and he's been able to give that. I think a lot of people have questioned Luke Altmaier's leadership because he's not loud like Tommy. He doesn't have that swag like Tommy DeVito. He doesn't have that quote-unquote cockiness that Tommy DeVito was. That's not how he was brought up. That's not how Luke was brought up. Luke was kind of brought up to kind of be the the the, the port in the storm, the calm in the storm. And he certainly was that tonight. On a night where Illinois really couldn't run the football the way that Brett Bielema wants to run it. Couldn't physically dominate a team at the line of scrimmage the way that Brett Bielema always wants to do. Your quarterback bailed you out tonight. And I think, and, and he bailed Illinois out Mike, in his second career start and the third game that he's ever played a significant amount of his entire career. Like, I, I can't tell you against a really, really good opponent, by the way. There's could, a chance. They that, could go 11 and 1 this year. There's a chance that Toledo could win every other game on their schedule. And I don't know why they wouldn't, because again, I, that's a really, really good team. Um, there's Big Ten teams that are going to be worse than Toledo that Illinois faces this year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And Luke Altmaier was able to pull this off. And, and there's games where the running game is going to have to save Luke Altmaier, you know, especially if they when they go on the road, right? right. Like they're going to go on the road Friday in Lawrence, Kansas. But the give and take of this team and having options like that, is Luke Altmaier Jeff George right now? No, he's not. He's not Tony Eason right now. He's, he's, not, he's not Tommy DeVito right now. But what he is is a guy that can, that in the moment, can help you win a football game and help you significantly win a football game, just like he did tonight. I'm really, really impressed with number nine. And he's the guy that I'm going to write about after this game, because I think that if you're a big 10 West team, go down the line, Mike, and you, you point at every big 10 West team. Do they have a guy at quarterback? I think Illinois has got a guy. 
And if you got a guy, you can win that division. And I, I think that Brett Bielema, when he points out the one through 48 things that are wrong about tonight, the one big thing that he can point out that's right is we got the quarterback right months ago when we when we brought in Luke Altmaier um, out of the transfer portal. And I, I think it's going to pay dividends for Illinois as they keep going on. Excellent. Any final thoughts as we close out here? Boy, I, I, <laughs> there was a point where there was Mike. I don't know how you felt about it, but there was a point where there was about three minutes to go. And I turned to somebody and I said, you we're staring an 0 and 3 start to the season right in the face. And this is the crazy thing about this sport is that you get a big drive like this, you get a miracle play like the Altmaier to Casey Washington catch. And suddenly now Illinois is going to go to Lawrence, Kansas, feeling a heck of a lot better about themselves. Yes. And and um there's a chance that you know Illinois could get this started in the same way that they did last year. But Mike, if they lose this game. They've now they would have now lost five of their last six with their only win being Northwestern. And at some point, if they had lost this game, you have to look at Brett Bielema and go, like, what's going wrong here? Because you talked about the one and four finish, and now that's bled over. And I think there were a lot of puzzling things about this game that would have been dissected a heck of a lot more um, if the there was a big L. In, in, in the results column, the fact that there's a win, you can move on from this. You can get you can get past this. Um, and then, oh, by the way, I, I think come Halloween, we could look at Toledo and go, wow, they're six and one. Right. And and suddenly now you're starting to think of all the and I, I, I know you and Larry hate when I say that when I when I use this phrase, but of all the prostitute games that were out here in week one today where big schools are just giving other schools a check to win. 81 to six, like North Oregon did today. This wasn't that. I mean, this isn't, this wasn't that. And I thought, I thought Illinois beat a really solid opponent tonight and figured out a way to win. And Mike, I think you can appreciate this being an Illini fan and watching Illinois football the last three months. This is certainly a game that you've watched before where Illinois has found a way to lose. Yes. Tonight, Illinois found a way to win. And number nine was a huge reason why Illinois found a way to win. But there were a lot of other little things that their third-year head coach has kept preaching over and over and over again that allowed them to win. So my final thought is I think Illinois finally figured out a way to win a game that they tried to lose. And I think when you go through the, the what I call the journey of a three-month season, these are the games where you look back and you go, we built a lot of character on that night. We may not have played our best, and we certainly don't want to play like that again, but we built a lot of character, and I, I think there's a lot of building blocks that Illinois can have as they turn to a short week and, and have to play a really, really good Kansas team on Friday night. Perfect. Well, Matt, thanks a lot, folks. Um, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to listen to Eye on the Illini. We will be back uh, Tuesday night as we preview the Kansas Jayhawks, and, of course, we will have coverage live from – uh, Lawrence, Kansas, as well next week. Certainly, if you are uh, looking to try to get a better look at the Illini, no matter where you're at, you're halfway, you know, you're you're in Champaign, you're in Chicago, halfway across the country, halfway across the planet, IlliniGuys.com is where you want to be. Please go and register. This football season is going to be fun. And before that's even done, we'll be into the basketball season, which has a lot of promise as well. And this is a great place to enjoy the Illini. 
with that, this is Alana Guy Mike Kegley thanking Matt Stevens for his time. And we will, of course, finish with what we always like to say, which is go Illini. Are you looking to grow your business? Do that with the Illini Guys Radio Network by broadcasting on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. We have over 20 stations, including stations in Chicago, St. Louis, Champaign, Decatur, Springfield, Bloomington, the Quad Cities, Rockford, Peoria, Marion, Quincy, and Jacksonville, amongst others. You can reach over 11 million people in the state of Illinois by partnering with us. Send me an email, mike at IlliniGuys.com, and let's find a way that we can build your business together.